BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Surprise, surprise. We are back talking about Hydrojug. You guys know how I feel about my Hydrojug. It's great. I take it with me quite literally everywhere I go, even if that's just going from one room to another in my house. As I'm recording this, it's quite literally sitting right next to me. I take it to every workout class. I take it on the walks. I mean, there's just, you, you can't you can't go wrong with a hydrojug, right? And with fall, it feels new. It feels fresh. We should add in some new healthy habits, okay? The hydrojug is very convenient and it's very practical. It makes me drink water more than anything I've ever tried. Like you literally only have to fill it up twice a day because it fits half a gallon of water. So that is the best thing ever. What's even cooler in my opinion is that they have all these different colors and sleeves. I love the sleeve for a multitude of reasons. One, so the sleeve has an adjustable strap so you can carry your hydro jug. I walk around carrying about 15,000 things in my hands at all times. And that just wasn't really cutting it anymore, right? So the sleeve has really changed my life, okay? Each sleeve has a matching shoulder strap and they also have two pockets to hold stuff like phones, keys, chapstick, basically anything else. Very nice, very convenient for your walks. Um, I'm a big uh, walker girl, as most of us are these days, you know? Quarantine changed us. Anyways, I love a good walk. It's also even better because I have dogs. So when I'm on my walk, I have a shoulder strap. It also just looks sleek. Like I personally like the black water bottle with the black sleeve. Looks very like chic almost. But if you're not into more of like a monochromatic look, they have so many different color options. I actually even have the light pink one. I think that's super cute. I have a white one for the sleeves. They have these animal prints and marbles. So really you guys can pick whatever you want. They're all super cute. And on top of that, their neoprene accessory sleeves slip right over your bottle to keep your water cold and come in a variety of awesome patterns and colors to mix and match with your bottle. So I actually have a great deal for all of us, okay? You guys can head to www.com thehydrojug.com to customize your jug and use my code I love you for 10% off your purchase. Again, that is just thehydrojug.com to customize your jug and use my code I love you for 10% off your purchase. Go get your bottle, go get your sleeve. They're super cute. They have so many options to pick from and send it to me on Instagram. So we're all matching. All right. Okay, guys, let's get back to the episode. I've got visions in my head. People tell me that I'm crazy. I tell them that's exactly it. I've got reasons for my absence. People tell me that I'm burn out. I tell them I'm not like the rest of us. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the I Love You So Much podcast. I'm your host, Kenzie Elizabeth. And, you know, I'm having a really good day. It was Labor Day weekend, you know, a nice three-day weekend. And that's all fun and everything. But in my head, it's officially fall. So I... I don't care about summer anymore. It's not summer anymore. Everyone, guys, grow up. It's not summer. Move on. It's fall, okay? This is a very exciting time for everyone, honestly. I went to a tailgate this weekend. Like, do you know how much that brings me joy? I went and I watched a football game at a sports bar. Like, I am actually living my best Texas life. There is nothing like the fall in Texas. There is so much to do. There are sports galore. You can go to a game at any given time. It is just so much fun. I'm starting a real life book club with my friends. I mean, I, I'm over the moon about this time of year. It really just makes me so happy. Also fall outfits, chili. Oh my God, that's a huge one here, chili. Oh my God. Did anyone else grow up watching football with their dad and you would eat chili in like a really big mug? That's what we did. I don't know. That was like my entire childhood. I mean, there's just you know, fall playlist in the morning. It really puts me in a good mood, guys. The past few weeks, I've been in this really weird slump. You know what's really fixing me? Fall. That's what's fixing me. It was Labor Day weekend, which was really fun. I actually read um, We Are the Brennans, which was the Redhead book club pick. It's actually Margot's pick. And we have Jackie on the show today, which is very exciting. I really liked it. I'm actually going to link my Goodreads below if you guys need any book recs or 
ratings or whatever. I'm on, I want to say book 69 of a hundred for my goal of reading a hundred books this year, because I am not chill nor relaxed. We talk about this in the episode. I don't know what's wrong with me. It's honestly like my secret dream to have, it's not even a secret, but I want like a book club podcast But I think as we grow this show and maybe eventually we go back and add a fifth episode, I would do it as like a book club or something. I don't know. But I love reading as we know. So I will have my Goodreads down below. Merch is still available, guys. I will have it linked below. We have these really cute sweatshorts and a matching top, a really cute trucker. Um, We have a really cute mug. I had my coffee out of it this morning. I will have it linked below. It's not going to be available forever. We actually have quite a bit gone, but you guys can still most likely get your sizes. I would definitely hop on that like literally today. This stuff is really cute. You guys will love it. I love it. It's very exciting. Also, guys, we are doing our very, very first giveaway on the podcast. So if you guys want to enter to win a Kindle, this is very fitting for today's episode. We're giving away a Kindle Paperwhite. Go follow my Instagram at Kinsey Elizabeth and then my podcast Instagram at ILYSM podcast. And then comment on the photo on my Instagram at Kinsey Elizabeth of the Kindle, the giveaway. You guys will see it. Very exciting stuff. The winner will be announced next week. I was in New York about a week ago and I recorded eight episodes in three days. So I honestly think these are actually, no, I know that these are my best episodes yet. You guys will really love them. We have Jackie on the show today. Next week, we have Danielle and Brooke of Gals on the Go. We've got Margot Osher coming on as well. Katie Bellotti, Margot Lee, Emily June, Jess, my best friend from college. That episode honestly is so good. Eventually, you'll hear it. So I'm just going to stop there. But today's episode is one of my favorites. We have Jackie of The Morning Toast on the show. I listen to The Morning Toast every single day. I love them. I'm obsessed with them. I'm obsessed with Jackie. Um, She's pregnant. We get into this. I mean, I really have somehow made her pregnancy somehow about me because I'm just so excited for this baby. Like it literally feels like it's like my own flesh and blood at this point by how excited I am about this. We're talking books. We're talking weddings. We're talking her pregnancy. We're talking her wellness routine. You guys are really going to love today's episode. So without further ado, let's welcome Jackie on to the show. Okay, Jackie, I was saying this before, but I think the most exciting thing going on in my life right now is the fact that you are pregnant. I really mean that. (laughs) Thank you so much. It's also the most exciting thing in my life right now. So we have a lot in common. I can imagine. (laughs) Yesterday, I landed at LaGuardia and I get on Instagram and the first photo I see is Jackie's pregnancy announcement. I immediately turn the vlog on. Like I'm not even off the plane as I am watching this vlog. By the way, I can't even imagine the Patreon downloads you guys got yesterday. Oh my gosh, we got so many. Everyone was so (laughs) excited, so supportive. Also because I put the gender reveal in the vlog. Genius. Because I just wanted, now that I'm ready to share and it's been enough time, I just want to share and talk about it. And I don't want to feel like, oh my gosh, should I accidentally reveal the gender like when I wasn't supposed to? So I just was so excited to like share that with everyone. And I mean, we do our show, The Morning Toast, every day. And it's a lot of, you know, personal sharing. Yes. So it's nice to have it out there so I can actually like share the rest of what's been going on with me for the past few months. What has been the best part about being pregnant so far? Oh, the best part is probably like the free pass for everything. Like, yes. you know, oh, you don't, you can't come to the party like, cause you're pregnant. Mm-hmm. Totally understand. You know, you need to leave early yeah. cause you're pregnant. You totally need to understand. go home and read. It's okay. Yeah. 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 Like I feel like nobody really expects much from me, which is so nice. And then also when I'm around other people, like no one's asking me to get up and, and get them a drink. Like it's, everything's really brought to me. If there's one chair in the room, like I get to sit in it. I love that. So that's been really nice for me. Cause I've never been that person who's like demanding the only chair or like, you know, I'm always like, what can I get you guys? Like, I'm not very, you're very hospitable. Yeah. So it's been kind of nice to be taken care of and that people are just like thinking of me. Like I don't, when I walk into the room, I'm not like I'm pregnant, everyone move, but they're like, oh my God, she's pregnant, move. You know, (laughs) I, I love that. You make me so excited to be married and pregnant now in the past 24 hours of me knowing that you are pregnant. It has really just shifted some things in my life that I'm looking forward to. That is like such a nice thing to say. Cause like, I feel like there's people who in the past, like you know, a year ago or two years ago where I wasn't like ready, but then I would see like a contemporary of mine be pregnant. I'm like, well, that looks fun. Yeah. Yeah. I also think you were the most like beautiful, cute, stunning person as is. So pregnant Jackie is going to be a whole new level. I need a lot of Patreon vlogs. Oh yeah. I will give you as many Patreon vlogs as people want. Just like sharing what I've been up to. 
the style piece of it is really interesting because like right now my clothes still fit but you know it's like if I have a pair of shorts like I'm wearing them higher up then lower down then like my shorts are really short so like I don't really want to wear those shorts so it's like I'm really in between where it's like my clothes still fit I could wear them I'm not gonna like go maternity shopping yet because I just have like a big lunch belly still but it's a weird transition I mean now I'm just wearing all the clothes that like were always a little big do you just feel so free I do feel free that like I don't have to hide and now like when people ask me like how are you what's new like I can actually share there's so much new with me as opposed to being like not much you you know or it's like if I'm not feeling well where there have been so many days in the last few months where like I had a horrible migraine or was just super nauseous and I just I hate complaining all the time and usually when I had a migraine pre-pregnancy like I would just share it on the show just in case you know like I'm like look like I'm in pain but I was having migraines for like weeks at a time. And I was like, nobody wants to hear about this, especially if I'm not sharing beyond that. But if you're pregnant, they really want to hear about it. If if I'm pregnant, then like, I'll let you guys know I have a migraine because I'm pregnant. We can move on, you know? You know, I used to be afraid of pregnancy, but now it's, it sounds like it might be the best nine months of my life. There are some nice elements, but I will say like, I'm so tired. I don't like that. It's really hard. (laughs) Thankfully, I have my most energy in the mornings, which is when we do the toast. And that's when I'm required to have energy. By the time I get home, it's like work from bed the rest of the day. Before I got pregnant, I was on a wellness journey, which we'll definitely get to talking about, where I was really motivated and I was eating really healthy and I was working out every day and just like very disciplined. And now that all of that has gone out the window, which is fine, but I do kind of miss like a little bit of that structure, you know, like laying in bed for days on end, it actually gets old. I get that. I I will feel the same way. Yeah. Guys, I have something very, very cool to share with you guys. So Nasty Gal has actually teamed up with the iconic sports brand and cultural phenomenon, Sports Illustrated, to launch a collection in honor of women in sport. It's inspired by their power, their invincibility, and their fearlessness. The collection is a 20-piece capsule rooted in luxe athleisure and functional sportswear. So think like 80s-inspired heritage sweatshirts. They also have bicycle shorts. I mean, this is like literally my style. And matching sets, guys. Again, matching sets in bold greens and monochrome color palettes. Like, actually, that is literally my style, right? So I love this, and I know you guys will too. So Nasty Gal by Sports Illustrated focuses on comfort and off-duty street style, inspiring fans to get out there and triumph in life. They have key pieces feature printed sports leggings styled with oversized bomber jackets, as well as mock neck cropped sweaters, cropped sweats, polo tops, and graphic tees for an effortlessly cool aesthetic. The collection is available in sizes ranging from zero to 20. So throw like a badass, don't play games, play sport. Not my scene, just watch me. I am hashtag NG strong. I got this. You guys can shop the collection exclusively on the Nasty Gal app and at nastygal.com. This is very exciting. I can't wait to wear quite literally everything that they offer, honestly. Again, you guys can shop the collection exclusively on the Nasty Gal app and at nastygal.com. All right, guys, let's get back to the episode. I'm Michelle Kwan. In 1996, the world was in the midst of a massive cultural movement that saw women finally taking center stage. Nowhere was this shift more apparent than at the 1996 Summer Olympics in Atlanta. This audience was the loudest thing I have ever heard in my life. The noise, everybody's cheering, and we see all these USA flags. It was the most important summer in women's sports history, and team after team after team, the U.S. women kept winning. Basketball, soccer, softball, gymnastics. I just said, give me mine. Like, give me mine. Join me for Dear Media's Summer of Gold, presented by Together. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. The most important question, how is Brew doing? Brew is amazing. Brew has made this even more special. Like the amount of time that we spend together, we nap together every single day. He's just like mommy's best friend. Wow. And I literally like look at him every day and I'm just like overwhelmed with emotion because I love him so much. Who are you most excited to tell? Ooh, my, my mom and my sisters, like, the minute I found out, like I called them and told them, cause like I can't go one second of my life where I know something and, and they don't know. So I was most excited to just share with them and everyone was just so excited. And also to tell my niece that I was giving her, God willing, you know, I will be giving her a cousin and I'm doing it for her really. Because yeah. she, she was acting like she wanted a cousin. So I was like, 
Okay. You are so selfless. <laughs> <laughs> that is so kind of you. Yeah, no, it's all for her. Like, yes. I think the baby's name will be Michaela's cousin, MC. <laughs> yeah, no, it's all for Kay. <laughs> I love that. Perfect. Okay, I want to talk about wedding stuff with you. Okay. You had one of the most insane weddings I think I've ever seen. Thank you. So beautiful. Thank you. Perfect. I mean, first off, I don't, I don't even know where to begin. Like, I am so single. So when I'm saying you make me look forward to like, being married and like having a child. So like now I need to go to you for like wedding advice. And then I'm sure we'll get to dating. Like eventually I'll meet someone. You right. Know? Okay. Well, I feel like after this conversation, you're no longer going to be excited for the wedding piece because okay. it was the most stressful months of my life. That's when I started getting migraines in my life. Like from all the stress, it was so difficult and painful. And then like by the day of the wedding, I was just like, whatever happens, happens. And it turned out like to be amazing and, and fabulous. And it was like, you know, my reward for the month's worth of work and torture. But I had no idea it was going to be like that. Like the, the way everything came together was just going to fall into place like that. Like all of these small decisions that we made along the way that like, you know, were such a headache, even though it's not a big deal, but just mm -hmm. turns into something. And then the way that it all came together was just like so stunning and everybody loved like following along with the journey. And I didn't even know. So the night of my wedding, like everybody was storing, especially like my wedding planner and my event designer, they were really taking like their audiences and my audience, like through the night, which I didn't know was happening. I wasn't on my phone. And so the next day I like woke up and I saw that like everyone had been following the wedding and everyone was like loving it. And I, I just had no idea that any of that was going to happen. I was just so happy to like get married and be done, with the, Be done with the wedding planning. So it was such an amazing night and day. Like the day was really perfect. It pretty much made up for the stresses of wedding planning, but like, I don't know. <laughs> How long was your engagement? A year. How long were you really seriously wedding planning? We got engaged in February. We got married in February. We didn't have a date until July, August. Okay. So we really started planning in August. August was when I got my dress and then like the next few months were beyond stressful. When you're planning your wedding, like first you need your date and your venue. And then like, those are the two most important things. And then like, if you want a specific band, you need to make sure they're available that day. But like, that's what you need to do first. Then you have a bit of a break while you book like other stuff. Then once like band, photographer, videographers booked, then you have a break until you do like design stuff. For example, the design of my wedding, which Birch Event Designs did, they did an amazing job, but like, before in the weeks before the weddings that my favorite color is pink obviously and my husband was just like we're not having a pink wedding he said that from the beginning so I was like okay you know I guess that's not like a crazy thing to ask I, there's <laughs> other colors that I like and I was working with Josh from Birch the whole time on like a non-pink wedding and like he was designing the chuppah and it was always like really beautiful designs but like nothing that just like felt really like me and then literally two weeks before the wedding Zach was like what if we did a pink chuppah? Oh, really? And I was like, oh. <laughs> and so that's what we did. Okay. And it was, um, it was literally like my dream chuppah. Like I literally want to be buried in it. Yeah. And it's just so funny that uh, for, you know, the 50 weeks before, that was not what was happening. It was the obvious logical conclusion that we should have pink at our wedding mm -hmm. because that's who I am. I just took him 50 weeks to come around. You know, and I love how you gave him the space and time <laughs> to come to that realization on his own. Obviously the right realization. And he needed to come to it on his own. How did you guys meet? I know recently on The Toast or on something you said, everyone's heard that story. And like, I want to let you know, I listen to The Toast every single day. And I actually haven't heard that story. Oh, okay. It's actually a really cute, meet cute story. Okay. So we met half at work and half through Hinge. We were both working at iHeartRadio. I started in August. He had already been working there. And I was like really awkward in the workplace. That's just like a fun fact about me. Like, do not hire me for a corporate position. Like she will ruin everything and make everyone feel weird. Wait, why? <laughs> like I just am so shy as a person. And and now like as I've gotten older and like come into my own, I'm I'm more outgoing. But like a workplace situation for me is like where I freeze, crumble, like never worked out for me. But I had just started this new job. I knew I was really shy and I wanted to, you know, make some friends, put myself out there. Like I do have like a very outgoing personality once you get to know me, but like, it's hard to get to know people at work. So I joined a corporate kickball team where like we would go to play kickball once a week and then we would go to drinks after. And I was like, okay, like that sounds like fun. And you know, with a few drinks, like, you know, you maybe go. I'll come out of my shell. 
So the first week of kickball, we played kickball. Then we went to the bar and I started talking to this guy who turns out to be Zach. And we're talking for like a really long time. And it's a really good conversation. It's definitely, you know, a little like flirty and like cute. And I was just like totally thrown off by it. I was like, oh, wow, I wasn't expecting, like I was here to make friends. And now I like kind of have a crush on this guy. Now you're in love and getting married. (laughs) Yeah. And towards the end of the conversation, he said to me, he was like, by the way, do you know that we matched on Hinge? And I was like, no, I didn't know that. I literally need to go die. That is- Jackie was already shy at work. I'm already shy at work. I meet one person, we're hitting it off. Like now he's seen my Hinge profile. Like, oh my gosh. I just- Really intimate. I can't. He was like, I messaged you and you never answered. So then after the night I went home, I went through my Hinge. I like found his message. I didn't answer because at the time I just like wasn't really- active on the platform. But then I saw his profile. I was like, oh my God. Okay. So he is like single and he's cute and he's into me. He's white, right? Like he messaged me. So that's good. And then like the next month or two at work, I just had the biggest crush on him. And I was, you thought I was awkward at work before I had a crush on someone that I worked with. Like after it was paralyzing. Wait, did you end up replying to his message on him? No, but I opened it that night. And then he saw that night that I opened it. So we both knew something. Anyways, the next two months at work, I was like really awkward, like would always try and see him. He wasn't always working in my office because there was like two offices in the city. So he would be sometimes be at the other one. One day he like messages me through like the whatever chat app, Slack or whatever platform we used at the time. And he was telling me how he was putting together this podcast, like this project. And they were looking for influencers to do it. Like, would me and my sister Claudia want to do it? Because Claudia's girl with no job. And at the time, like, she, and I mean, she's still extremely well-known, but even six mm-hmm. years ago, like she was popping off. And I was so shy and I was working there. So I was like, I don't know if I would do it, but you should have Claudia and her husband, Ben, do it. Like, they're so funny and they'll be great together. And he's also an influencer. And then we recorded the podcast. And that weekend we were like, we should go out to celebrate. Genius. Yeah. So we're all at dinner and no one, my sister and Ben, they cannot get a read on if he likes me or not, like at all. And actually I asked Ben, he said, like, I don't think that he likes you, like based on, you know, what I'm seeing. So I was like, you know what? We need to just find out so I can move on with my life. Like this is living rent-free in my head. Like you don't even know. It's ruining your life. It's ruining Having my life. Having a crush will easily ruin your life. Right. Yes. So Claudia and I go to the bathroom at dinner and while we're gone, Ben asks Zach if he's into me. And he gets the yes from him. So then Ben told me that. And I had no idea of whether or not he was into me. So once he said yes, like he's into you. And then Ben had told him that I'm into him. Then like that night, we started dating really. And we were been together ever since. I love that story. Did yeah. the podcast ever actually, did it happen? Yeah, then? no, it came out. It was like a branded podcast with like iHeartRadio, Coca-Cola, like Charlie Puth was on it. Oh, cool. It was, I think Carly Rae Jepsen was on. It was like a whole thing. Um, and it brought us all together. And then like two months later, I left that job because it just, like I already was so, now I'm dating someone that I work with. And so I'm like, it was just too even much more, for you. It was too much for me. So, <laughs> and also like, I just wasn't, you know, I think after like four months at a job, if you're really still feeling like it's week one, like, it's not the job for you. Mm-hmm. So, and plus I didn't want to really date someone that I worked with. So I was happy to be the one to go. Were you awkward in dating? Like, were you awkward when you guys first started going on dates? No, because I'm pretty good, like one-on-one with okay. people. And so I, I did feel like anytime we talked like in the office or whatever, I, we always had really good conversations. But my issue is like with group settings and like a group of new people, like all these people have worked together for a while. And like, I have to come in and like, you know, make myself known. And that's just where I totally lose myself I it's very very hard for me now it's easier and I also feel like now with doing the toast and like everybody already knows so much about me in most settings so it's like I can usually find some common ground with someone really easily I agree with that but then I was just so extremely shy how long did you guys date and then how long until you were like yep we're getting married so I think we dated for two years before we got engaged, but all throughout the time that we were dating, like we were really serious, really fast, like just spending every day with each other, families, like him meeting my family early, my, me meeting his family early. So it felt like we like got all this big stuff out of the way. And then for the rest of the year and a half of dating, it was just sort of like, we should probably get engaged soon. You know, like yeah. what else are we doing? At the time, it felt like two years was a long time to be dating before we got engaged. But now in hindsight, it's like, that's nothing. I love that story though. It's Isn't so it cute? Yeah. yeah. But that's what I always say to like my friends and even people who ask for like dating advice, like you got to get on the apps. And it's not even just like you'll meet someone directly from like messaging them on Hinge. But, like so many people that I know who are in, who are married, Hinge or 
any dating app is part of how they reconnected. They might've known each other before and then matched on a dating app. And then we're like, oh, we're both interested in each other and we're both available now. Like we should go out, stuff like that. Or you have like mutual friends. I just think like in the modern era, you got to get in the game and you got to get on the apps. See, I need that encouragement because the thought of getting on an app and scrolling through people and then having to have like certain conversations, I'm just so lazy when it comes to that. Like I pretty much always date someone that I was either friends with before it's like mutual friends or you know like kind of yeah. like a lazy way of dating and obviously it hasn't worked in my favor so like clearly I need to get on the apps but I'm just so like oh my god the part about like you know all the messaging and the conversation I agree it's fatiguing but so if you're more discerning about like who you swipe right on then you'll be excited when that person message you messages you and like hopefully you'll have like butterflies answering them you'll be like oh I really want to meet this guy also you shouldn't talk that much before you go out True. like I think people think they're you should like you know have all these conversations to see if you want to go out. But I think the conversation, like if you both swipe right on each other, like you're attractive, you seem interesting. I want to get to know you. Then don't get to know them over text. Like get to know them in real life. Okay. So basically I just need to like shift my perspective on it and yeah. then maybe I'll find someone. I think it's like, I think it can be fun. It's like gaming, you know? Yeah. I'll let you know. I'll keep you posted on my hinge journey. Um, I mean, like there's really no promises that it's going to go well, but. Okay, what was something that you did in your wedding that you're really glad that you did or something that, and or something that you wish that you did? Okay, that's a really good question. This is just the first thing that comes to mind and it's really random. But after the ceremony, I put my hair up in a high bun. My hairstylist was still there because she was a guest at my wedding. So we just like ran upstairs quickly and did a high tight bun. And I was able to dance the night away, like sweat free, not worrying about my hair. I actually think the bun looked better than my hair down. I know updos aren't for everyone. So this doesn't go for everyone. But like, I wish I put it up earlier. Like I, I think it just looks so nice with a wedding dress, like just to have an updo. And like, I didn't have to worry about like sweat in my hairline and underneath and like, what's my hair doing? And it's like, how does it look in this picture? Like it was liberating. In the spirit of wellness, we are going to be talking about better health. You guys know that I go to therapy every single week. And I say, you know, because I literally don't shut up about it because it has made the biggest difference in my life. So if you guys have something that is interfering with your happiness or something that is preventing you from achieving your goals, I could not recommend BetterHelp enough. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You're able to connect in a safe and private online environment. It is so convenient and you can start communicating in under 48 hours. You guys ask me a lot my best mental health tips and honestly, my number one is therapy, right? So BetterHelp is not a crisis line. It's not self-help, but it is professional counseling done securely online. You are able to send a message to your counselor anytime and you'll get timely and thoughtful responses Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, all without ever having to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room again. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed, which is really, really awesome. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. The service is available for clients worldwide. You can find the particular expertise you need online. Don't limit yourself to counselors located near you. They have licensed professional counselors who specialize in depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, trauma, anger, family conflicts, LGBT matters, grief, and self-esteem. So anything you share is confidential. It's convenient, professional, and affordable. You guys can even check out the testimonials posted daily on their site. Again, it is not a crisis line. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. I want you guys to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash Kinsey. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their own mental health. Again, that is betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Kenzie. All right, guys, let's get back to the episode. How many people did you invite to your wedding? And also, like when people say a small wedding... What does that really mean? Like how many people are on the guest list for a small wedding? I, I feel like I still don't know. And I also feel like these days, small wedding is literally 20 true, people. True. I think in the past it was, you know, under a hundred would be a small wedding. Okay. But like a super small wedding would be like under 50, you know? Got it. I don't remember how many people we invited, but 260 people came. It was nice in the sense that I was flexible about everything, but it also makes things harder when you are indecisive. Like I kind of am jealous of those people who are like, it's going to be like this and I want it here. And I've been dreaming of it since I was five. I've had the Pinterest board. Because their wedding is planned. 
yeah. as opposed to someone who's just like, oh, we could do it this way or we could do it that way. I'm like that way. I'm so, know? I have no idea. Sometimes I have really definitive opinions about stuff, but when I don't, I'm just pretty loosey goosey about it, which did not serve me in wedding planning. I am very loosey goosey. I think with most things, like I'm just like, oh, that sounds good. Yeah, both sound good. There's no wrong answer. And yeah. in general, there really is no wrong answer, but just pick one. Okay, let's talk about inviting people like bridal party and also just in general. Was there like drama with not inviting certain people? Like, did that stress you out? No, that didn't stress me out. I can't remember any drama about someone like not being invited. I do think in general, because I was having a big wedding and I'm someone who has like a really close group of friends that I actually wound up inviting like more people than I even needed to. So that wasn't an issue. But I will say with like stuff with like bridal party and, you know, politics of like, I don't want to leave out this person, but we're not close and I don't want her around me on my wedding day. Like she causes drama. Be selfish. You know, it's your one day. And also if you're feeling like you're not close with someone now, like imagine how you're going to be in 10 years and then this person's in all your pictures. Like do whatever you think is right. Like don't do something because you just feel like you're supposed to do it or, you know, you're allowed to be selfish about stuff like that, I feel. But I didn't have to make any tough decisions. So who am I to talk? I think that's good advice. I was talking to someone recently in the same thing. I literally said the same thing and I have no experience. So yeah. I feel like it has to be. That's right. Yeah, I think so too. Let's talk about your wellness journey. Oh my gosh, my favorite thing. Yeah, I live for the wellness journey. I think that wellness, Jackie, has been quite a sight to see. I mean, and you take it, what I really love the most about you and your wellness journey is that you take it seriously. You don't just talk. You went to a retreat. I did. I, when I commit to something, like I'm all in. I, that's, but I'm just like a very extreme person. Me too. I'm all or nothing in every aspect yes. of my life. So what happened was I've always been like into diet and exercise and like keeping tabs on like how I'm feeling fit. I've always like gone up and down, but like, you know, it's always in my purview. Mm -hmm. And over quarantine, I gained like, you know, a lot of weight for me. And then earlier in the spring of 2021, like things were opening up and I was feeling my worst physically, like, and my clothes like weren't fitting how I wanted them to. And it's making me like the way I looked on the outside was affecting how I felt on the inside. I'm not a stranger to different diets and fads that, that people do. And I've had a lot of success with some of them, but I was having no success. It was like, I, I ran out of ideas of things that I could, could try and do. And even throughout quarantine, like I got a Peloton at the beginning of COVID and I, I Pelotoned like 150 times, like in the past year, like it wasn't for lack of trying or motivation, but I just like, couldn't restart anything. And, you know, I would feel motivated to like be good. And I just couldn't keep up. I couldn't keep it up. And so one day I was hanging out with one of my friends who I hadn't seen in a while. And I was just like complaining about my weight because apparently that's what we talk about. <laughs> and she was like, you know what? I went to a, like a retreat right before COVID and I lost a bunch of weight and it was actually perfect because then in COVID she like used all those practices and she like got into amazing shape. She was like, but you should go there because like it's, it was like 10 days or something and you'll lose a few pounds and it'll put you on a really good path. So the place that she went to was totally booked and I couldn't get in for the week that I wanted, which was two weeks from the day that I was trying to go because you, like I said, extreme. But then it got me like, really like, oh my God, this is going to be the answer for me. And and I, wellness retreat is probably not the right word because what I was really looking for was like a fitness retreat because um, I felt like if I can work on myself physically, that will change how I feel mentally because that's how it had been inverted. And eventually I got a lot of input from like people that I know. And if I found a place that looked interesting, I would like ask around to try and get it vetted. And eventually I found a place called Pritikin. It's in Miami. So I went and it was the best thing that I ever did. The place where I chose to go was perfect for my needs. And it was, I thought I would go there, spend the time like working on my health exercising, eating right. And then I would come home and like start anew. What I didn't realize was that Pritikin is its own eating lifestyle. And like in between all the working out and like all these different things, there's all these lectures that explain like the Pritikin lifestyle. I love that. So I was learning the whole time about what I was going to do when I went home. Like before I went there, I had booked like Saqqara detox for the day I got home. Cause I was like, okay, I'm not going to mess up whatever I learned. But then I had to cancel it. Cause I was like, no, I, now I have a plan with Pritikin. So the Pritikin lifestyle, like definitely look it up for yourself, but it's pretty much like no salt, no oil, no butter, no sugar. And that's how like all the meals there are prepared. So it's like definitely takes a minute to get used to, especially like the no salt. 
but I, I booked one week. I was enjoying it so much. I felt amazing that I booked a second week. And I so I was there two weeks total, but then I had to come home because it was like Margot's birthday and my husband's birthday. And also I needed to like get to work at home and I really was feeling motivated. Like I can do this at home. And like, I was totally committed to it. It also like made me change up my workouts. Like instead of doing this Peloton bike every day, I was like, instead doing the treadmill, which I just like really came to enjoy. I like so much success with it. And I was really like enjoying eating healthy and I was eating like new foods that I just wouldn't have ever thought to eat like baked potatoes. That's like something they were like, you should eat a baked potato with your meal. Like it'll fill you up. You know, I would never think that if I'm on a diet, I'm going to eat a potato, Mm -hmm. you know? So there's just like a lot of things that I learned while I was there. And it just really was working for me. And I felt like so good and excited. And I lost like a lot of the weight and not in any sort. And then it wasn't a short, a quick fix at all. Like this was over a month and a half really with the two weeks at the program. And then I found out I was pregnant. So then I literally was just trying to eat anything that sounded remotely good. And I had no energy to exercise anymore, but it's definitely like, I'm actually looking forward to getting back to it whenever I can because I never felt better in my life. See, I am the exact same way as you. I am all or nothing. Like reading, I am all or I'm either reading a hundred books a year or I'm reading nothing. <laughs> yeah. Even with friendships and things like that, like I have so many of the same friends that I've had pretty much my whole life. Like I don't want to waste someone's time if I'm not going to like invest in the friendship. I yeah. just don't see it. Like I way overdo things, I think. And so I would be the same way. I, I would end up staying for two weeks. Like that is, this is what I need to do. I want to talk to you about when you said, you know, you were doing all these like Peloton workouts and then you switched to the treadmill and tried something else. I used to be a really big spin person too. And I still like spin for the purpose of getting energy out. Yes. But I personally didn't find it It, changed anything about my body. It doesn't. So I did, did soul cycle up until COVID. Like I would go at least once a week. And I don't think it does anything to really physically change your body. I think it's always good to like get your heart rate up endorphins are great. I think it's good for your mental health. I would always take classes that had like themed rides and I would have the time of my life on the bike, but it was not changing my body. And so even doing the Peloton all year, I think was amazing. It kept me like above the line, like mentally, you know, just like when I would like sit around for days on end in quarantine, like I would get spilkis, which is just like pent up energy where you're just like, I'm FaceTiming everyone. I'm like, like being crazy. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you got to get that out. So like the bike was really great for that, but I don't think it's great for, for changing your physical shape. And so running and doing the treadmill, like I actually think compounding that with like the Pritikin way of eating, like was why I was able to have a lot of success. Like I love, I still do the bike when I can, like, because I think it's fun. I think it's good for me mentally, but it's more of a mental thing than a physical thing at this point. Yes. That's what I noticed. Cause I was doing soul forever when I was younger and I was doing it just for like mental reasons. And then finally I started to think like, I'm spending so much money on this. And I haven't noticed any difference. And I do think different workouts work for different people. Mm -hmm. And it just wasn't working for me. And then I started doing Pilates. That, I mean, so quick changed my body. I've never done it. I don't know. I always wanted to do Pilates because growing up, like Miley Cyrus did Pilates. And so it sounded fun. And then I was living in LA and I had a friend who was like, you just need to try hot Pilates. And I didn't think that I would be obsessed with it. Again, another example of me being an all or nothing person. I left, I bought the unlimited memberships, but... The amount of money that I spend, or especially in LA, spent on workouts, like actually disturbing. Yeah. I went every single day. I went way more than the girls who brought me to begin with. To this day, I come back there. I meet people who go to the classes because they saw it on my Instagram or whatever. Every single class that I'm in, it's a really small studio in LA, but I, I'm crazy. Like if I like something, I just do it and it made me feel good mentally and it made me feel good physically. Like I, I just love it, but I'm very like, I'm either doing it every single day or it's just out the window. Yeah, no, exactly. That's literally me too. Like my Peloton, like my calendar of like mm-hmm. literally 25 weeks in a row, 25 yep. weeks since. Yeah, no, <laughs> literally, literally. Okay, so uh, we should talk about books because I love reading. You love reading. I love reading. I think that I read a lot. I actually think you might be the only person who reads more than me that I've seen. Yeah, Again, all or, all or nothing kind of person. I grew up being such a big reader. And then I went through this weird phase. And I'll say this is maybe just during my college years. So about 18 to 22. So last year. And I thought during those years that like reading for leisure, it wasn't even an idea that I had in my head. I thought I had to read nonfiction and that was it. And like, if I was reading, it had to benefit me in my career or myself or yeah. whatever. And like, that is just so 
one boring and I still like those kinds of books, but one, I honestly think I get more and I learn more and it's better for me as a human being to just read fiction books all the time because one, I have my Kindle and like big Kindle girl. You know, my favorite thing about Lauren Elizabeth is that she bullied all of our friends into getting Kindles. And what does she do now? She reads physical books. Like I can't even talk to her. Does she? Oh my God. She's trying to bully me into using the Kindle Oasis, which my husband just got. So I could like snag it. I just love the paperweight. Like it's the size of my hand. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. And I only got it again to start off with because I was reading so much and it was an all or nothing thing. I don't think it's really necessary. I buy the paperweight for people as gifts like all the time. Oh, that's a really good gift. I do. I probably bought, I'm not, at least 10 as gifts. My friend that I'm meeting up with after this, I got it for her birthday. She re- you reads from it all the time. It's a great gift. But yeah, anyways, I mean, she just bullied all of our friends into it. And now she reads every single time I see it on Instagram story. I don't even say anything anymore. I've just given up. Interesting. Oh, next time I talk to her, I'll have to call her out. It's really important. Um, Yeah, so I just, I started reading again as quarantine picked up and I got more into like my leisure books. And then before you knew it, I read like five books in a week. Also during a large majority of quarantine, I was going through a breakup. So reading was so good for me or like even just with the quarantine and everything that was happening. Yeah. Reading is so good for me because I am like a busy person. I like working. I like doing things. Reading is the only thing that makes me really, really stay off my phone have time just completely for me and no one can bother me. I found I like hobbies where my hands are busy. So like if I'm reading my Kindle, I can't be on my phone. If I'm cooking, I can't be on my phone. So it's actually truly relaxing and it makes me really stop working. And so that made me like, I think chill out more and not be as like almost like anxious. of like, oh, I need to do this. I need to do that. Because when you work for yourself, like there's always something you could be doing. Right. And I was having a hard time like checking out, right? Got it. So um, I think it's a relatively new thing. And I think, you know, probably next year. Well, actually, I don't know. You're going to be a mom now. No, I know. So I actually used to never read. Like I would always bring like a few books on vacation when I was gone. But they were always like Sophie Kinsella, like Confessions of a Shopaholic is like my favorite book ever. Like just fun, like chick lit. And I would only read on vacation and then never read again. Like literally never, ever read. And then me and my husband, we got Kindles for Hanukkah. But I don't know why we even felt compelled to get Kindles. What year was this? This was 2019. So it was like right right before we got Kindles for Hanukkah and then we went on vacation and I read the books that I was planning on reading for vacation. And then I was like, and I finished them so quickly. I was like, I can read like a million more. And so then I, I think I read like five or six books on that trip. And I was just like really feeling reading. And also my uh, friends, some of my friends from college, we started like a dinner book club where we were going to choose one book a month. And then we would, no, it was like the beginning. It was, there are two different things, but it gave us the idea for the redhead. So we would choose one book a month and then we would go to dinner at like a restaurant. We all wanted to try and discuss the book. And that way it would keep us like hanging out once a month at least and like reading and all this stuff. So that was really fun. So I was reading the book for that book club too. And then I just was like really feeling reading. And I was like texting my friends who are really big readers. I was like, what's your guys' favorite book? Like now I have a Kindle, like I can read. And my friends, (laughs) my friends were like recommending some of like the most popular books and also I was asking like my Instagram followers, like what books do you like? And so they recommended Crawdads, Evelyn Hugo, Daisy Jones, like all the ones. So the first 20 books I read in like 2020 were like five star amazing books. Like I was like reading is amazing because it was like all the best books I've ever read. And when you read Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, you think about, I still think about the book. And no, I read Claudia it and I, I think we talk about Evelyn Hugo every single day on the toast. <laughs> we talked about it yep. today, like every single day in some way. And also like my friend Rebecca had recommended this book, I Am Pilgrim by Terry Hayes. Have you read it? No, I'll add it. It's like a thriller. It's oh, I love thriller. Okay. amazing. It's um, it's probably like the best book I ever read. And at the same time, like open book by Jessica Simpson came out. So I was oh really, my God, that. January, February, 2020, I was really getting into reading. And we started the Redheads book club because we were doing our dinner book club, which was so much fun. But we were also like, we could read more than one book a month. And it would be fun to like all talk about it. So we came up with the idea for this podcast. So we started Redheads in February, 2020. And then obviously March, we all went into quarantine and I was just reading so much because I was enjoying it so much, but also like watching television is just so terrible for, for you, for, I feel like for me, for my brain, for my mental health, like even if I'm going to spend 10 hours watching television, like even if I spend 10 hours reading the book that the movie is based on, it's better for me in every sense. So I was really trying to like not spend so much time watching TV, instead spend more time reading. And I I do feel like it's a life hack because it's like reading is so entertaining. Like it's just as good as movies and TV shows. 
but you're like, your brain is expanding. And like, I feel like so many people will say to me, like, I feel like on the show, your vocabulary has like just gotten so amazing. And it's all from just like reading. And I'm not even reading like the Odyssey, you know, like it's, well, I don't know. Recently, your books have, okay, have recently, really shifted. Jackie. Okay. So you kind of are in 20, I kind of <laughs> yeah. in 2020, I read all the hits, you know, normal people, little fires everywhere. Oh, we read all the same books. I'm sure. Right. Yeah. Like all the ones that are Reese's book clubs made into shows, like everyone's favorite books, you know, Eleanor Oliphant. I didn't like that one, but everything that was just like the greatest hits of books that everybody is reading you know, a lot of Ellen Hildebrand, like just all the ones. And so my reading goal for 2020, because Goodreads, you do reading goals. My reading goal was 50 books, but I wound up reading 65 because it was 2020. Mm -hmm. So now my reading goal for 2021 is again, 50 books. I think I'm on my 40th right now, which is pretty good. It's um, really good. But your reading goal is 100. Okay, Jackie, again, I'm all How many have nothing. you read? Um, I'm getting close to 70. Because <gasps> that would make sense, right? With 50, with yours doing the math. Yeah, I'm close. Here's here's the other thing about me, right? I started reading so seriously because it helped my anxiety. In which case, then I made a reading goal of 100. And now you're giving yourself giving myself right, That's right. It's like, I know I'll, yeah. I hopefully I'll read more than 50 books this year. But it's like, I like to like go above and beyond, yes. not fall short. Okay, so I for sure will hit 100 books this year because I'm just kind of already at the rate of that. And also like, there's no way I will fail. Like I'm going to hit 100. I said it on the internet. So like, I will hit 100 books. Next year, my goal won't be 100. But I will say, I don't think it's, it's pretty manageable for me. I don't watch TV at all. Like I listen to you guys' TV recaps and all that. I don't watch anything. Like I am so far behind, but it's because I can't pay attention to shows. And I wasn't always like this. I think as I've become a reader, I'm worse about it. As I've become a reader, I've become a real snob about TV. Like <laughs> this, this swine garbage. It's not, even, it's not even necessarily being a snob about TV. It's just like, Literally, if I am watching a TV, I will get on my phone. I will be yeah, somewhere else. Yeah. I can't pay attention. But I do feel like I'm in the know because I love you guys. So I listen to like the TV cap. So like I kind of know things that are happening. Okay. Like the amount of times a friend will say, did you see this? And I'm like, oh, but they talked about on the toast. So like, I kind of know, like I know the names and stuff. I just can't. And I have to read every single day. And with a Kindle, it never stops. You don't yeah. have to wait for a book to come in. You don't have to go to the bookstore. Totally. But then do you ever like run out of things to read, do you feel? Yes. And then you know what I do? I will go on the redheads. I will text Margot. I definitely am more of a Margot book kind of reader, especially okay. since you're now like really smart with your reading. Like I kind of like I've gotten to a books. few rabbit holes. Yeah, you're I mean, I think like when I'm maybe when I'm married and I'm pregnant, then I'll go down like a whole, like, what is it? Like American history, not even American. Not even American, just like his, historical. Historical novels. Mm -hmm. Okay, like that, I will tell you when I am married and pregnant, that's what I'll be reading. I also like, I just love history. Like I was a history major in college. Like too, and I just like, I find it so fascinating. And it all actually started weirdly with Bridgerton because I watched the show Bridgerton and I loved it so much. And so I was like, I want more of this vibe. So I watched Downton Abbey. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, I want more of this vibe. And so I read like books in that category. And then I also watched a show, uh, Victoria, which is about Queen Victoria. And I just like totally became obsessed. So I read a book about her and then like she has... She had all these different grandchildren who like at one point, all of her grandchildren like sat on the thrones of Europe. So like they all have stories and that's really what like catapulted. So it's very, like, it's like a royal historical journey I've been on. I think I'll eventually join you in that journey. I mean, you'll be years out of it. Like you will be like, yeah, that's old news. It's always waiting for you. So, and last month I, I went on a Titanic journey. Oh yes, I remember this. Which which was fun. I enjoyed the book. Um, but like I said on the show, um, you could just watch the movie. Another way that I get books though, is that I, again, all or nothing, I will read every single book from an author that I like. I've read every Do Taylor you? Jenkins read. I've read every Colleen Hoover besides like two like sometimes I'll read a book and I'm like, okay, I like this author. Maybe I'll see what else that they've done. But I just feel like it's never the same. It's not. And like, listen, I actually agree with Claudia on Daisy Jones and the Six. Like unpopular opinion. I didn't, I didn't hate it the way that she hates it, but I wasn't obsessed. Yeah, I liked it. I gave it five stars when I read it. But now in hindsight, I'm like, I understand why she didn't like it. Yes. And I actually think she has a lot of other books that are better than Daisy Jones and the Six, like random, but they're like romance kind of one-offs. Like I, I actually started one of them last year and I, I couldn't even finish it. It was like after I do or something about like the married couple who meets each other. There there are a few that I didn't like though, I will say, but okay. there are some that I, I don't remember off the top of my head, but there are some that I did really like. Okay. 
So it definitely is hit or miss. Have you read anything by Sally Hepworth, like the mother-in-law? Okay, so that's on my list because of you. Claudia loves it. I liked mother-in-law and then she just came out with a new book called The Good Sister, which I love. Okay, so that one's the one that you said you love. So that's on my list. Okay, but I think you would like mother-in-law too. Okay, that's what I'm And then you'll do. probably read like more I'll just books. probably read all of them and then I'll just be- That's there. pretty smart. Cause I do feel like recently I've just been like sort of like running into walls of like, what am I going to read next? Mm-hmm. I get a lot of recommendations from Dana because she usually knows what I would like. Yes. And she reads, I think she reads She's more than me. Very smart. She's so smart. Yeah. She reads like such smart literary books and she, she reads faster than I do and she reads more than I do. So she's always a good reference for book recs. By the way, I think the Red Hats is a genius idea. Oh God, I thanks. really love it. I also think you guys are the perfect group because it's so different. It's so crazy how like we can read a book and someone will be like, this is the best book we've read for the book club. And someone will be like, this is the worst book we've read. Like, for- I hated it every second of it. Like- yeah, no. And someone's like, this is genius, like literary novelty. And someone else is like, and, but that's what it's like with the listeners too. Like I, we read the book about like three days before the episode drops. And so all throughout the month, I'm seeing people's reactions to the book that I haven't read. And like some people are like, love this book. Oh my God, I couldn't put it down. And other people are like, I couldn't even finish it. And I'm like, is this book good or bad? Every you single month know. it's like that. I have no idea. Even this month we're reading We Are the Brennans. I've seen so many positive things, but I've also seen a lot being like, oh, snitch, you did it this time. <laughs> like, <laughs> I downloaded um, it on my Kindle on the way here. It looks really good. Apparently it's similar to Ask Again, Yes. Did you read that book? Wait, I think so. What is it about? I definitely did though. It was more of a coming of age story. It was like two kids. They like grew up together. They're one of the, one of their dads was like a police officer and there was that whole incident. Oh, okay, and, yeah. and like the whole book is like shaped around that. Yes. Now I remember. Yeah. So I guess okay, this perfect. is like a coming of age story sort of. I love this. Even though that doesn't sound like a snitch's choice. No, I, it was shocking. Yeah. It was really shocking. And I actually didn't like Layla as Colleen Hoover, but I like everything else. Yeah. But I think it was just so not what I was expecting. So maybe if I went in and it was an author I didn't know and I had no preconceived idea about it, it yeah. would have been different. I, I understand how you felt that way. I just felt like the solution that they gave us really did explain the problem. I you know. And I felt really like good about that. Okay, so the ending kind of saved it for me. Yes. But it did, I didn't- Along the way, I was like, this is fucking weird. Yes, and I didn't dislike the book as much as I would have had I not liked the ending. Yes. So the ending did kind of turn it around. But we've been talking for quite some time, so I do have to, unfortunately- Stop recording. I think we can go on for about four more hours just no, about books. But like, I'll be like at a dinner party or whatever, like, and I'm, you know me, so awkward. But the minute I start, awkward. someone like tells me that they're a reader or like they have a Kindle, I'm like, pull up your Goodreads. And I'm just like comparing, Always. I can talk for like actual hours about books. That's actually been one of my go-tos. I'm either like the most outgoing person in the room or I just like shut off and I have nothing to say. But that is a go-to of mine if I'm feeling awkward. If I know someone's a reader or it somehow comes up, it's, you can talk for hours in your set. For hours. And then especially if they are into your favorite genre too, like mm-hmm. book recs for days. Yes, it's the best. Okay, so where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at Jackie Ashray or every day on The Morning Toast. It's a podcast. It's also a video a web show on YouTube. So it's called The Morning Toast on Instagram, podcast app, YouTube, and then Jackie Ashray is where you can find me. And if you want more pregnancy tea, head to patreon.com slash The Morning Toast. I was just about to say that. Thank, <laughs> Thank you for coming you. on. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Bye, guys. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. You guys can find Jackie at The Morning Toast on her Instagram. Um, the Patreon vlogs, I'm like literally living for the pregnancy vlog, as we know. If you guys haven't already, be sure to go check out the merch and enter our Kindle giveaway. If you guys like the show and you want to be kind and make me very happy, be sure to leave a nice little five-star review. It really warms my heart. You know, podcast reviews can be a very, very dark, dark, dark place. So anyways, hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Join our Facebook group, our Geneva group chat, our follow our Instagram, enter the Kindle giveaway, check out the merch. You guys know all that stuff will be in the show notes below. I love you guys so much and I will talk to you next Thursday. Mm-hmm.